listening to Rule the Galaxy, you are. Do or do not subscribe. Well, do. <laughs>
so but i'm just like i know that that's part of the character but i'm still very thrown about how michael myers has survived this long and this this many stabbings (laughs) to the neck and and i get that's supposed to be the scary part uh but that's why i just like i've honed in on the original and i just i watched that i haven't dove into the other ones yet but i think this may be a year me and rye were talking about earlier i think this may be a year where that changes i think we might do halloween 2 halloween redemption halloween yeah all that so okay i actually you know i think the second one was pretty good if i'm not mistaken they had pretty much the full cast back um and then I know, like I said, Jamie Lee Curtis came back for like H2O for Halloween 20th anniversary. Now she's doing the last couple here mm-hmm. as they get towards 40 years old. Quick, quick bit of uh, trivia. Do you guys all know the mask that Michael Myers uses in Halloween? I'll remove myself because I just watched the, the documentary. So, And mask, <laughs> Master Dave, before we get on to Star Wars? I do not know. I can't remember. It's either... <laughs> I can't remember if it's a president or if it's William Shatner. I can't ding, remember. ding, ding. Yeah. William Shatner is Captain Kirk. Yeah, that's they, it. They bleached it out or whited it out, right, Joey? Something like that? Yeah, they, they stretched the eyes out. They shaved off the eyebrows. <laughs> they stood the hair up and everything. They, they, they uh, spray painted it white. So, I mean, you when you sit when you when you figure out that it's William Shatner, when you look at it, you're like, oh, okay, but but yes, <laughs> there is a, a faint resemblance there. That would be funny though, Mass, if like Michael Meyer had a couple brothers and one of them was wearing like a Dick Nixon mask, <laughs> <laughs> like a you know, or like a Reagan one, they're just out running the streets. <laughs> Gosh, oh, that's uh, that's Point what break. I was thinking. Point break, yeah, Point the break. president. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yep. I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? We we rambled on for a little bit here, non-Star Wars related, but that's good because you know what? I want uh, our listeners to know that while we love Star Wars, we have some other hobbies, some other some other things that we enjoy. So, um, so good. We're 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 going to move on and and jump into some things. Was there anything, D Doc? I know you brought up a a uh, a thing about Hayden Christensen. I'll let you start the show with that because I thought it was a great topic just just to talk about how excited we are to have Hayden back involved with Star Wars. Go ahead. What was Hayden up to this week? Yeah, uh, I think it was Friday. Uh, he was at the Empire State Building, and I was like, what the hell is going on here? He posted a video on top, and he's just like, wish the Empire State Building a happy birthday or something. And then I realized, oh, crap, he's going to be at uh, Comic-Con this weekend in New York. And then... I just started going on Twitter and hitting latest and just looking up Hayden Christensen once every every so often over the weekend. And I was just seeing all these people taking pictures with him. And I just think he looks so happy to be there. Like, you know, he just looked he looks excited to be a part of Star Wars again. I think the fans are so excited for him and I think he can feel that. So, I mean, to, to me, it feels like the opening ceremonies of like, get ready, guys. Hayden's back. Ewan McGregor's back. <laughs> get ready basically i i agree with you um i was looking now i did hate that they still had the partition the glass partition between him and the people taking pictures with him i mean i'm sure everybody there's been vaccinated all that kind of stuff i'm sure they're watching who's who's carrying what what disease around with them but you know let him let him give those people a hug i mean come on they're paying good money let him give them five let them shake their hands but you're right the smile on his face was great I think people were posting when he was on the Empire State Building that now he had the higher ground, obviously. Um, <laughs> but but you're exactly right. And and I'm I'm calling my shot right now. We talk about in our fantasy football league with Mass. I'm calling my shot right now. Mass was never overly infatuated with the prequels. This Kenobi series with Hayden and and Ewan McGregor is going to be one of Mass's favorite. Disney Plus Star Wars shows right here. I'm calling it. I think it's going to happen. He's going to be telling us, damn, you guys are right. This is awesome that they're together. So, Master Joey, did you guys see any of this stuff on Hayden and, and all this stuff with New York Comic Con and, and him being in New York City? Master, I want to hear your rebuttal to, uh, to Pop's prediction there. 
Oh, it's just a hot take. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. I th- it, it does look like it's going to be pretty good. I think it will be pretty good. Uh, you'll probably be right. I probably will like it better than the prequels. There, so. there are things in the prequels that I like a lot. The Qui-Gon Jinn, uh, the Darth Maul fight at the beginning. I mean, I, there were things I did like about it, but all in all, you know, but I am really looking forward to the series. Yeah, good. Joey. Yeah, I mean, from from what I've from what I've heard and read on my my various uh, different Star Wars things I follow, uh, I think even Ewan McGregor or maybe Deborah Chow. I think she's one of the directors of a lot of the episodes. Uh, they, they talk a lot about how um, on the set there's just this kind of like freedom and this kind of like. Uh, easygoingness to it um and i i feel like that's a good thing i feel like when you have something that's as big and as important to so many people and so many people are looking forward to this series but then star wars as a whole and uh you know you have actors and 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 people who have been in it people who are new to it uh but they're all coming together and they have this kind of freeing creative atmosphere on the set i feel like that can only you know, yield the good things. Um, and then also, I mean, you know, dad, you're one of the, the biggest Obi-Wan fans, uh, Ewan McGregor fans. Uh, but I, I just, not only with Hayden, uh, which I'm very excited for him because I feel like, you know, he's kind of, he went through his little, you know, bad rap, not bad rap, but, you know, people were giving him a hard time uh, about his acting and his role as Anakin Skywalker, but now we're coming full circle and people are excited again. But then, you know, to think about Ewan McGregor just being back as Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, to me, it don't really get, you know, that's all you have to say. Uh, so the Hayden Christensen is is just an icing on the cake, but everything else is being made up from Ewan McGregor being back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, which I, I think, go ahead. look at the history of film. I'll go out here and say this. I think the 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 casting as you of Ewan McGregor as the young Obi Wan, the middle aged Obi Wan, before we get to Alec Guinness, older man Ben Kenobi. Uh, I I mean I, I feel like that's just one of the most remarkable, best cast. Like that, I mean that's just seamless almost. Like it's especially as I get older and I look at it, I'm like that that's unbelievable. So um, for him to continue on into that to where we get to Sir Alec Guinness, it's gonna be very exciting. Agreed. So I'm going to throw a couple things in there about Hayden and, and you and one. I'm super stoked. And like you said, I'm stoked because he did get a bad rap and was, was it the best, you know, dialogue and all that? No, but he, he did a good job for what he was asked to do, but here, here's something Alfie's always chiming in. Um, it was one of the actors on the set of the Obi-Wan show. It said, so then I talked to Deborah Chow and we had a great conversation the character sounded awesome. I was so excited to be this character. We hadn't seen the exact, this exact thing in Star Wars yet. It's a new version of Star Wars uh, character. And then we're there, and there's a weird moment where I'm on the set with Ewan, and they yell, action. And he started talking to me, and I was like, oh, I'm talking to Obi-Wan Kenobi right now. This is not Ewan McGregor anymore. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's effing Obi-Wan Kenobi. I cannot believe this. It, that's the actor whose quote was in, in the recent little thing, and Alfie just wanted to throw it my way. And, and I, I mean, that's... I mean, think about it. He he actually transforms from Ewan into that role. And, you know, I mean, we know him as Ewan McGregor, but when he hits that and it's, hello there, you know, it's boom. Uh, and then also, Mass, before you hop in, if you haven't seen one, Hayden Christensen, you want some redemption movies, Little Italy with Emma Roberts, very cute, very fun little rom-com. Uh, so put that on your mark, Little Italy. And then two, Mass, I thought you'd like this one. It's called Outcast. It's with Nicolas Cage, and he was in the, um, gosh, it was like some European knights were going to the Far East back in, you know, whatever, hundreds of years ago. But it's called Outcast, and it's Hayden Christensen and Nicolas Cage. Mass, uh, I thought of this movie when, when I saw it, thought of you. So one you might want to check out. But go ahead. You were going to say something on Hayden. Uh, I, you know, I, I didn't really like him uh, when I saw the prequels as Anakin, but I've always felt bad for him because <clears throat> he was a really young actor and trying to act like I, I took 
some acting classes and it's hard anyway, but when you have no background around you and there's nothing there to like work with, but a blue screen and the person that you're with, it had to be incredibly hard for him. And it was one of his first gigs, I, I believe. And uh, I, I've always thought that that wasn't the real, that, that wasn't his best because of his surroundings, not because of, it's like the Colts and their coach. You know, the Colts are a lot better <laughs> than their, than their Colts coaches but uh so yeah yeah and i I think if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure that uh liam neeson and ewan mcgregor have both been on record as saying that the the, in terms of the prequels this is not what i'm used to when it comes to acting Mm -hmm. because if you look behind the scenes it lots to your point i mean (laughs) they're in a full just green room with with Mm -hmm. Maybe somebody else. I mean, like that—that—that that, that is tough. That—that that has got to be really, really hard. So, yeah, I mean, it's not just Hayden. I mean, we're talking Liam Neeson, big chops. Ewan McGregor, big chops. It's tough, man. So, I mean, 2022 is going to be the year of Star Wars. It really is. It's going to be great. I agree. It's crazy to think about. Um, Alfie cannot be here with us tonight. He's uh his work shift changed. He's got to be at work at 2:30 in the morning. God bless him. I don't know. Why? But he must be making big money doing that. Um, That's but, prime Gatorade time right there. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, yeah. there's no Gatorade in my Kroger, by the way. Kroger, Gatorade, <laughs> get some figured out. Um, so he wanted to bring up the idea of Mandalorian now has a Darksaber, Din Djarin. He wants to know from you guys, do you think that'll replace the Pulse Rifle as his go-to weapon? And who will he duel with? Because he said in the text he sent to me, as of right now, there are only uh, three or four established people that have lightsabers in the time of the Mandalorian. Luke, Ahsoka, Leia, and Sabine that we know of. We don't know if there's any Inquisitors still around. We don't think there's any Sith still around. Bo-Katan doesn't have the Darksaber. Who who will he fight, and will that be his main go-to weapon in Mandalorian season three. Any thoughts on that from any of you guys? Mm, I don't think it'll ever be his go-to weapon. Um, I I don't know who he would he would fight. I mean, <laughs> I can't see him. I mean, maybe Luke if he's trying to take the kid back. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dave. D dot, go ahead, man. I want to hear from you. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm honestly trying to think about this right now. I'm kind of stumped on it. Um, not totally sure. I mean, I don't know who his enemies are going to be in this upcoming season. Whether he's, whether he's going to be the kind of style guy where he's going to be trying to cut people down with it because he honestly didn't want it that much. I don't know if he's going to have an inner battle with himself, whether he really wants the power of it or not. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I, was I don't know. Too, uh, is that, I mean, you know, the last time we see, he, he's not interested in it at all. He, he's ready to just hand it off. He doesn't care. Here, take it. Uh, you know, I, I, it's not important to me. I'm a, you know, the kid is A1 priority to him. And so maybe it changes now that uh, Baby Yoda is is in the hands of Luke Skywalker, and maybe he's like, "Oh wow, this thing is pretty pretty rad." Um, but but how about this? What if what if um, what's her name? Uh, why can I not remember off the top of my head? Bo Katan. Bo Katan. What if all of a sudden? What if what if um, Moff Gideon? Yeah, that's on. They can him. They, they, you know, Bo, Moff Gideon uses his uh, villainous ways to get into Bo-Katan's ear and they kind of team up and then they go after Mando because Mando has it and Bo-Katan is eyeing for it, aiming for it. And uh, all the while, Moff Gideon has this plan of getting back at, Mo- at Mando. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, but I'm like, what if they pin them against each other and Bo-Katan and him were working together and now Bo-Katan wants the Darksaber, obviously. And so she's going after him, uh, you know, back on Mandalore, for for example. And uh, we got a duel between them. I don't know. 
we could maybe possibly not. witness uh, some uh, Beskar swords too, maybe to fight to fight against it. You know, because oh, staff. It, yeah, because yeah. Uh, no, maybe like those. May, maybe uh, maybe we see a return of the armor. I mean, I don't know. It, there are so many ways this third season of Mando can go, and we know that it's happening because we saw um, Apollo oh. Creed uh, posted. Oh yeah. They're uh, they're filming. He's filming tomorrow, so I mean, we know it's rolling. So I, I feel like there's so many possibilities with it, and just thinking of who would have a lightsaber that he's going to battle. I was thinking about how cool a live action Savage would freaking be in Star Wars. <laughs> like, how cool would that be? I know he's gone, but like, to see him and Maul together in real life will be so cool. So you bring up a good point, and and what's is the old statement? The enemy of my enemy is my friend, right. or my friend of my enemy is my enemy, something oh, yeah, like right that. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I I think I think Gideon's going to do. He's going to play those. I th I think you're right. He might pull on those strings a little bit because he's devilish. He's he's uh he's one that power, and uh, so you might see that. I like that. But one thing I liked about Clone Wars was that, and, and Rebels for that fact. We didn't know there were Inquisitors, right? Rebels says, oh, guess what? You want some more lightsaber battles? We'll throw in Inquisitors, right? We didn't know, besides Darth Maul and Darth Sidious, at the end of Phantom Menace, that there were any kind of other, you know, dark side users. Well, let's throw Clone Wars together. And now there's Dooku and Grievous and Savage Opress and Asajj Ventress. And there's always ways to find more people who want to swing a lightsaber around. So I have a feeling, yes. Gideon's going to pull some strings, make some stuff happen, but I have a feeling they will also say, let's, let's throw some new characters in this to spice it up and, and make some more action to where we've got some lightsaber battles going on. So uh, I, I think it's wide open. I, I think Mass is right. I'm not sure it'll ever be his main weapon. Um, I, I think he might go back to uh, that Beskar staff and his pulse rifle and everything else. Go ahead, Mass. Could we... <clears throat> Could we finally be introduced to Ezra? You know, Ahsoka's looking for him. Yeah, I mean, so, I don't, I don't know when he's going to show up, but he is going to show up. I don't know if it's going to be in. They, when is the Ahsoka series coming out? They're saying twenty twenty three, because wow. we've got, we've got so many series coming out in twenty twenty two already, between Andor, Obi Wan, finishing up. Book of Boba Fett, Mando season two or three, Bad Batch, um, all, all those are already scheduled for 2022. And did I say Andor? So I mean, even yeah, but, Andor. I mean, well, that just that. I don't know, man. I feel like you just got to strike just because you you just come off Mando season two. Yep. You have the the glorious, uh, you know, debut of a live action Ahsoka. In that glorious debut, she mentions. Grand Admiral Thrawn, who we know is locked up with Ezra Bridger somewhere. So it's like, hey, come on, guys. We don't have a better plan. How do you not hop it on the Ahsoka series? All due respect to Cassian Andor, I'm sure it's going to be a very interesting and exciting series. Right. I would much rather watch Ahsoka series right now and get some answers to Ezra Bridger, <laughs> Grand Admiral Thrawn. I mean, I just feel like our priorities are kind of out of whack here. We're going to wait till 2023, three years after we. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, man, I don't like that. Well, that's the same thing I'm saying with Grogu. He is the cash cow. Let's face it. I mean, half of Alfie's furniture and clothing in his house for his daughter <laughs> is, is Grogu. So if you put, up in our house and my wife doesn't even really like Star Wars that right. much because of that. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're, it's going to be so crazy to think about that. But you brought up Thrawn, Joey. I want to throw this out there to you guys. I saw an article... The other day, it was saying how Star Wars, and, and we've talked about it, Alfie's been saying it for a year. They're trying to make it to where the original Thrawn series, uh, Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, Last Command from 91, 92, 93, that it gets wrapped up in this kind of MCU thing of Star Wars where Ahsoka leads into it, Mando leads into it, Book of Boba Fett, all these things merge together you know rangers of the republic if that if that happens um so to go along with that I, I read this article and this guy's saying the same thing and he's he's saying there are bits and pieces 
that makes sense, just like we saw at the end of Bad Batch, that, man, that just put a little teaser in there for you to it stretches through the original, uh, original trilogy. And with all this being said and written, I went ahead and last week got the audiobook of Heir to the Empire. I've got the hardback, but when you can buzz through it, you know, when you're driving and all that stuff, man, I tell you what, first of all, it was done by a friend of the show, Mark Thompson. He was fantastic. Uh, he's the one that does all the bumper voices at the front of the show, but him doing that book was so good. And Mass, I know you read it, and that's what that's one of the things that drew you back to Star Wars. Guys, I can tell you right now, there there's not many other books Star Wars related that are as good as those three in that trilogy right there. And listening to it the first time on audiobook this last week, man, it just got the juices flowing and thinking, man, they could fit that in. They can move this and they could fit that in. It's so cool to think about. So anyways, on my soapbox. If, if there's ever a Luke series that could fit right in there with the, with the yep. Thrawn introduced by Ahsoka, carry on through, you know, Luke, that it would totally work out. I agree. You know, Joey and Dave, you've need to one read the heir to the empire books, right? Or the Thrawn trilogy. Yes. They're not canon anymore, but man, so many things they've already started plucking out of them. What's that? I, I think you, uh, I think you might've inspired me to go to uh, shadows of the empire though, just cause I love the N64 <laughs> game. So I think I'm going to go there. Same. That's my next uh, audio book. I don't really care if it's canon or not anymore. They seem just like really, really cool stories and, you know, something that Star Wars fan trying to get your fix in. Absolutely. Can we, I, we still, I haven't talked to you guys about, I, I can't get over how, <laughs> so you have Luke Skywalker, but then the grand plan of his evil twin is just Luke Skywalker with two U's. <laughs> we, can't, we can't go Duke Skywalker. Or, or, oh, gosh. You know, what's hey. the deal with that, man? Bruce, Bruce Skywalker. meeting on that one, you know? Like, <laughs> what if we just add an extra U now? Now we're talking. Like, <laughs> uh, what, can somebody explain this to me who's who's been in that universe and, and, and read these books? I mean, what, what's going on with that? You know, I think for the reader, because at the time we weren't doing audiobooks or anything like that, but I think for the reader, it was more of a thing to know the difference of which Luke was, because both Lukes were involved in the story. And, and Joris uh, Sabayoth, the, the Jedi Knight, he was a clone of the original one. So in his name, it was J-O-R-U-U-S instead of J-O-R-U-S. So it was just so you'd know the difference. Um, but yes, now that has come come around and, and been quite funny because, I mean, Joey, we could just put a U in the middle of your name and just Joe and then J-O-U-E. Put our O in there. Yeah, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Lucasfilm is worth, what, $5 billion? We can't come up with something better than an extra U. I mean, what? And what drives me even more nuts is when I see you know, different blogs and articles speculating that maybe at the end of Mando season two, it wasn't Luke Skywalker, it was Luke Skywalker. Oh, yeah. I'm like, God, here we go, man. What uh, if that happens? You're gonna have a hard time keeping me around. Well, you say that, but we got the the clone of the Emperor who we hadn't heard of or from in 35, 40 years. Showing up in the rise of Skywalker. I mean, come on. I mean, all covered up lines. Yeah. Dark hopefully, the, the last Jedi guy was Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Mass, you you might have just solved our dilemma with with that movie. I mean, if if that if she found the wrong Luke, right? And that was the clone Luke from yeah, Thrawn, the clown. Yeah, <laughs> this is oh, great. Yeah. I'm Tanya. Last last week's episode on the last week's episode brought all these last Jedi uh, memories back to me, man. It's been <laughs> in my mind all week. It's been in my mind all week. I listened well, to our episode again during the week just to hear just to hear us talk about it. I'm just uh, like, I don't know. Last Jedi. I won't bring that up right now, though. <laughs> last Jedi is like Bloody Marys, man. It's like no matter how many times I try it and try to convince myself that I like it, at the end of the day, I just don't. <laughs> I, you know what? I like it the most when I hear T. Bob talk about it, and then the rest of the time I go, I don't really care for it as much. But I do like it better because T. Bob's 
his his looks into it. So, um, hey, I know you guys are really looking forward to taking your mortgage payments and skipping a few of those and putting your money towards a trip to Disney. But the Galactic Cruiser uh, will be open March 2022. March 2022. That's hard to say. Um, and there for a second. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> it, it sounded like it. I kind of got excited for a second. I was like, wait, we got a sponsor? <laughs> that, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, 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 Merrimax or whatever. Now, what's the, what you used to work for? <laughs> Dad, the real estate? Real estate? It's been a century 21 years ago. That's, I mean, come on. Yeah, way back when. Okay. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, hey, yeah. you know what? I, I probably should start doing some ad reads with this crappy voice I've got after losing my voice this weekend. I was actually, I lost my voice cheering for a Ravens player, which I never do, but I was playing mass and fantasy football and he was cursing me all night. So, um, but, but the Galactic Cruiser, a, min <laughs> a minimum, thank you for the show and tell, Ryan. <laughs> the minimum on this is like 4,500 bucks for like two nights. Um, do we really think this is going to work? I mean, are there enough people? I mean, are these all going to be like sheiks coming over from the Middle East with their oil money going to this? Or is the Gates family going to just rent it out? I mean, how I can't 4,500 bucks for a weekend. I don't know. I, I want to go so bad, but I, I just can't see myself doing that. Maybe they'll have a discounted coupon day. I don't know. But what are your guys thoughts on the Galactic Cruiser? 2022 do we think it'll be full or do we think it's going in a different direction i just don't buy into i don't buy into the whole like you're immersed you're in the the galaxy you're it's a full immersive experience because you know i i was lucky enough that i've been to um you know the the new star wars area at disney world and galaxy's edge galaxy's edge and you know you're looking around and you got these people with like these almost like uh spirit halloween star wars costumes on that are going around and sweeping up trash and like not into the experience at all and i'm just like this is you say fully immersive uh, you know just because you say fully immersive and just because you know, this 20 year old who is an Orlando native, you know, landed a job here. Whatever. I just don't buy, <laughs> I don't buy that, you know, you're like actually, the, the money is not going to build, you know, equate to, wow, I'm actually like in Star Wars. I just don't buy that. So I, I think it's set up for failure automatically. Dad, I think me and you have talked about it plenty of times. I know what they're trying to do with, making their own separate Disney star Wars and making it grassroots with the new whatever. But at the end of the day, they were best off just making the five different planets or five different worlds. Like they have at Disney world where they have, you know, the future land and the, and the history land and the, in the animal kingdom, you make an indoor, you make a Hoth, you make a Coruscant, you make a, a Tatooine with the, with the cantina that's where your bang for your buck was going to be. That's what everybody loves. That's what everybody was always going to go to. So, you know, I would love to go and check it out and see it. But to answer your question, no, I, I don't think it's going to live up to it. I don't think it's going to be worth that much. No. Abermass, would you guys go spend the money and go do that trip? I mean, just from uh, – thinking about it now with you bringing it up, I mean, you're going to have to also deal with other guests while you're there. And there's also going to be people who are just like, there's probably going to be people that are pretty crazy who are super involved in it. And there's also going to be people like fighting each other to get their full experience out of it. There's going to be people at the little cantina desk saying, this guy is ruining my $4,500 weekend. And, you know, who I, like uh, it's it's probably going to be madness, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. It's going to be crazy. I feel bad for the employees who are going to be like the opening weekend employees there. But then again, you got people spending that money to go to it. I don't know. It's going to be crazy. Well, I think. think of all the wives mm. like our significant others. <laughs> 
who are going to be dragged to this for their 38 year old <laughs> husband's dream who don't give a shit about Star Wars who are going to be on their phone and complaining in the group chat and rolling their eyes. And that goes both, that goes both ways. Like there's just no way that it's ever going to be a fully immersive $5,000 worthy weekend mascot. <laughs> Bachelor parties there. <clears throat> yeah. Would I go? No, because I don't like people. But do I think it's going to be full? Yes. I think it's going to be packed. And uh, I think for at, at least at the beginning, they're going to make a lot of money off of it. But uh, I, I'm with you guys. I don't it just like if you could get a bunch of actors and you could go in like uh, like a family where it was an actual experience, that would be wonderful. But, uh, you know, look to the side and there's a little kid picking his nose and wiping it on his shirt. And then, you know, I'm just not not interested. <laughs> now, I, Joey and I have both been to Galaxy's Edge, like you mentioned. And I enjoyed Galaxy's Edge, but I couldn't get on the Rise of Resistance when I was there, which everybody says is the greatest ride in the history of rides. Well, I paid $125 to get in and I couldn't ride that ride. And then Ogus Cantina was sold out for reservations two or three months before I got there. So I couldn't go into the cantina and eat and drink, which I've heard is incredible as well. So I did get to ride the Falcon. Not going to lie. Seeing the Falcon, riding the Falcon, that was awesome walking around in the small area that was star wars you know galaxy's edge it's very cool but i i'll go back to i think it needs to be its own theme park i mean it, it actually you need to have a theme park except they should have just said hey we're going to buy this lot of land over here you don't have to walk through toy story land to get to it you don't have to walk through hollywood studios to get to it it's just star wars all the way through different environments different planets all that stuff would I go back to Galaxy's Edge? I would. I, I would love it if we all went as a group to see Galaxy's Edge. I don't think I can afford uh, the $4,500 for the, the stay in the Galactic Cruiser. Uh, but but I, would, I would go back to it. But it, it wasn't something where I was like, oh, my gosh. The thing that got me still, I know it's supposed to be immersive even in Galaxy's Edge, is I wanted to be able to walk in there and buy any shirt, any hat, any character, um, any collectible that I wanted. And instead of that, they had things in there you could buy as if you were in Batu. So little dolls of things in Batu and little, you know, collectibles as if you were in Batu. Not a Star Wars figure, not a t shirt, not a whatever around anywhere. And that that's what made me crazy because I was like, I'm willing to give you the 125 if I go in and get what I want to get but I wasn't able to do that. So now I will say for all the bashing I just did on the whole thing, I, I, the millennium Falcon uh, did live up to my hopes and dreams personally. I mean, I, you know, you walk in, you see it. It's, it, I mean, it, you're there, you feel like Han Solo, you're, you're inside of it. I mean, it's to a T exactly what you think and expect and you get it. Like, that definitely lived up to it. Unbelievable experience. Um, mm -hmm. So do want to give the credit there where credit is due. I'll definitely go back if nothing, but just see the millennium Falcon again and to, you know, get on it and, you know, be in the captain, the pilot seat, you know? So uh, I'm with you, dad. I, I think that they I think, you know, they, it feels, it just felt rushed, you know, it just felt like, okay, we need to add this portion, the star Wars portion, since we invested all this money, you know, we need to add this portion into the Hollywood studios section of Disney world when, I believe that that Star Wars is large enough and proven over almost 50 years of time that uh, it is deserving of its own uh, theme park. That's solely that. So I'm with you uh, on, on that point. Go ahead, Dave. That, that, that's exactly what I was just thinking is it's like with the original trilogy, you have a proven timeless product with the original trilogy. So like in these brainstorming uh, things, like I I'm also thinking of the fact that, that they have Avatar land in the animal kingdom right now where they could have invested that money into something with Star Wars. But 
is there someone in these meetings just like guys like are we sure that we want to go like balls to the walls with like the first order and like the new trilogies or should we like should we sprinkle a little bit of everything in for people here it's like even if it's small like have sections or a ride for each even each era of star wars have a prequel ride have a have an original trilogy ride have a sequel ride like have that stuff mixed in there. Make it bigger. It's freaking Star Wars. Like you, you bought it, make it bigger. Right. I agree with what you guys are saying. I have yet to be there. I'm a big Disney guy. I love going to Disney World and I haven't gone since they built it. They were building it last time I was there. So, but I was looking at Avatar Land just like thinking, what else could this money be invested in? Like for, think of the Star Wars stuff they could have built. Although I've heard the Avatar ride is awesome. That's why I've uh, heard that ride is great as well. If I win, I wouldn't be able to get on it for some reason. But that's another story for another time. Well, I mean, yeah, to your point, D-Doc, it's like the original trilogy is a timeless. I mean, it changed movies. It changed summer blockbuster. It's a timeless product. Like, you know, that, that'd be like Disney just being like, oh, yeah, Mickey Mouse. That happened a long time ago. So we're going to bring out, you know, our new mascot. And we're going to shove it down your throat. <laughs> Mickey out. Mouse. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just... Two eyes. All, all these products, the princesses, they've all been around longer. Like, I mean, if we're going to revamp Star Wars and try to get rid of Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, and, and, and Chewbacca, if we're going to revamp that, then revamp all the other stuff. Like, it's just... I just don't understand why Star Wars gets a shaft. Man, I'm I'm feeling the passion here tonight. Got a lot of passion going on. Um, well, you know what? <clears throat> this is a topic we brought up before, so I'll throw this at you guys. I we asked a long time ago: Do we think we'll ever remake the original trilogy? And we've had different thoughts from the crew and the co-hosts. And there's a there's a little news tidbit out there right now, and I've heard other podcasters talk about it in the last few days. They are considering and looking at redoing the original trilogy in an animated style and taking it off of the Ralph McQuarrie concept art that he made for all the movies and making that into animated original trilogy. Would you guys be interested? Would you check that out? Would you think it's something that we even need? I mean... All the stuff we're talking about, all the stuff on Disney Plus, like I'm probably, I, honestly, I'm behind on my Star Wars viewing. So once we're done here, I'm gonna go snuggle up with my wife and my dog. I'm probably gonna put on the terrifying Lego tales of Star Wars or whatever. Like, if if it's in it, I'll watch it. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I guess that'd be cool because it'd be like different but the same you know and, and and because everybody would freak out about recasting these characters which that doesn't bother me as much i feel like it might bother dad and mass your guys's generation and older a little bit more just because you guys saw it actually happen you know um but i mean at the end of the day if they did that yeah i mean i think there's so much homage that's paid to ralph McQuarrie, especially in the sequels that I've become familiar enough where I'm like, yeah, this would be cool to see kind of his vision come to light in a different way. That's still the beloved star Wars that I grew up on. So I would, yes, I would. Okay. Mass or D doc. Let me go ahead. Mass. Well, well I'd watch it. Yeah. I, do I think it's necessary? No. <clears throat> I mean, there's, there's so many places to go now so many directions you can go, so many unexplored things in, in Star Wars, but I, I'd really rather see something new than a, a remake uh, a classic. You know, it's like, well, it's like uh, when they redid, uh, oh, what, what? Um, oh boy, Aladdin or? No, no, no. I was thinking, uh, what's the one where, Adam Sandler's the quarterback. Uh, oh, it gets arrested. God. Longest yard. Longest the longest yard. yard. Yeah, the remake of the longest yard. People like it, but you know they didn't see the original. The original <laughs> was so much better than the remake. But you know, 
What are you gonna do? I watched the original of that recently. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I only ever saw the Adam Sandler one. And I watched the original recently. I was like, wow. I was like, this is pretty wild. I mean, I love Adam Sandler, but I mean, it was Burt Reynolds. I mean, come on. Right? Yeah. It must be like Burt Reynolds yeah, or something. I mean, he had Burt Reynolds in the remake. You guys yeah. mm-hmm. on that, you know? Oh, I'm not saying it was a bad. I don't think a Sandler's was a bad version. But man, it's it's hard to beat that that original that original. The original one. has some more serious vibes in it sometimes. Oh yeah, like, damn. I'm like I was used to it being like full comedy for Adam Sandler's, which it has its small serious parts in. It, but like the original, I was like, damn, this is serious. Mm-hmm. But with that show, I mean, it, it's funny because me and my buddies talk about it because we all love the Game of Thrones books. Um, and there's a lot of stuff the show left out from the books where they just mm-hmm. totally decided we're not going to do that. And we've said an animated series of Game of Thrones would be so cool because it was it would be a lot different than the show and stuff like that. Where, like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes these the newer stuff, they need to learn where to stay away from stuff that fans can be critical of. If you're going to mess with the original trilogy, you're opening yourself up to criticism, basically. So it's like with new stuff, when you're bringing all this new stuff like Visions or whatever, it's hard to criticize it because it's new, fresh Star Wars. So like, I don't know. I would watch it, obviously, but you mess with the OT, you're opening yourself up to criticism. Agreed. And, I, you know, I just we just had Mark Newbold on from StarWars.com and Panther Tracks in England. And he was the same way. He was like, there's, there's plenty of places to go to where you can give Star Wars fans. You don't have to upset the apple cart, right? You don't have to poke the bear. Let, let things that are popular and stand the test of time, let them stay there. And, and let's add these new layers over here. I mean, how many complaints have we had about the Mandalorian? Hardly any. You know, how many complaints have we had about, you know, any, any number of new things that they're bringing out? We're like, hey, let's go. It's new. Let's give it a try. Like you said, visions. These, yeah, I'm a 50 year old guy, and and to think that it was an anime Star Wars thing, I shouldn't have. That didn't fit fit my you know age range and my fandom and all that. But I thought, hey, just sitting back and enjoying it, and it was really good. I enjoyed a lot of those stories, short to the point, fun. No spoilers. I haven't watched yet. I'm behind on my Star Wars. I told you. Well, the good thing about those, Mass, you probably haven't caught up on them either. The good thing about those is they're like 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes long each. And some of them you're going to watch the first few minutes and go, what the hell am I watching? And then as it goes through, you're going to be like, oh, I see now. And the ending is what will get you. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I I thought they were good. Hey, just let you guys know, tomorrow uh, at 1 p.m., they're dropping new three and three quarters of Mando, Boba Fett, Dark Trooper, Ahsoka, the Armor, and Bo-Katan um, on Entertainment Earth and Hasbro Pulse. I might reach out to you guys and see if you want me to get any of them for you. Good thing um, I'm starting my Christmas list soon. <laughs> All he's got to do is tell his mom and she'll buy it. So, um, so hey, I, you know, we were talking about audiobooks earlier, and I'm, I've always been a book person. Mass, you know, earlier on was, was really into the books. For Star Wars, they announced that next year um, there's a handful of new books coming out, and I think I think they are hitting on all cylinders on this. This one, these books right here that I'm going to tell you about, um, we we kind of shot them around in text messages. But in June of 2022, Shadow of the Sith, Luke, Lando, 20 years after Endor, ser- searching and chasing down Ochi of Bastoon, um, Ray's parents are going to be involved. And it talks about Lando's daughter being stolen from him. All that in the storyline right there. Pretty interesting stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it, it does lead into the rise of Skywalker. It gives you some feedback that will lead right to that, that movie right there. So that's one. Um, Brotherhood, May of 2022. Obi-Wan, Anakin, during the Clone Wars. Um, Trade federations involved. They go to Cato Nemoida, where those where the uh, trade federations from. This is when Anakin goes from being a Padawan to a Jedi Knight. So we never see that in the movies, but th- this this book is going to talk about that because 
because it's brotherhood, it's talking about how the relationship changes between Obi-Wan and Anakin when, when he becomes a knight as well instead of his Padawan. Um, there's one called Stories of the Jedi and Sith. It's just an anthology of different stories about different Jedi and Sith. So I'm, I'm interested in that. And then the last one was um, Padawan, July of 2022, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon Jinn, um, when, when Obi-Wan was young, when he was trying to figure things out, as right after Dooku left the Jedi, uh, you know, the, well, left being a Jedi. So there's going to be a lot of things going on. Do, do any of those tickle your fancy? Do any of those sound like books that you guys would be interested in? And if so, is there one that stands out or, or why or anything like that? D-Doc, I saw you nodding your head. Any of those stand out more? I know you're a Qui-Gon guy. Yeah, and I actually, um, I, Master and Apprentice was one book that I was listening to. And I was actually, I remember when I was listening to it, I was doing a lot of work on my house and stuff. And I kind of lost the plot as I was listening to it. Um, like I got to the point where I'm just like, wait a second, who are, who are like the enemies here kind of in that book? Because I remember they're like working with some people on a ship or whatever, but it's like, I need to go back and re-listen to um, Master and Apprentice. And I think it would be cool to hear that story. And uh, I, I did write down Luke and the Luke and uh, Lando story. I didn't read the backdrop of that, but I mean, uh, I find that like an interesting, um, interesting one. The uh, stories of Jedi and Sith kind of almost sounds like a Star Wars Visions version where it's going to be like a couple short stories. Uh, yeah. where they're going to knock out like some little background. So I wonder if some of those will tie in. I mean, it seems pretty it seems time pretty interesting. So, yeah, I'm, we'll see. I mean, I think it's good stuff. Gotcha. Mass or Joey, any of those stand out to you guys? Or are you interested in in taking on any new reading or audiobooks? Yeah, I, I hate how, like, it's such a love-hate thing with my relationship with Star Wars, I guess, just because it frustrates me so badly that we have to, three years later, come back to a book with explaining and backtracking Luke, Lando, Ray's parents, all of this stuff that we see in a movie they released three years ago. But at the same time, as much as that pisses me off, I am also intrigued by it. And I'm like, yes, I would like some answers. Yes, I would be interested in that story because, <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, when I'm watching the film, I'm saying, huh, how did that happen? How did we get here? So uh, as much as the frustration comes about, it is also exciting and something that, yeah, that'll be on the read list for sure. Just because I'm like, wow, Luke and Lando running run around the galaxy together, you know, two bachelors just brown out. Killers, and yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty awesome. Okay, Mass, I <clears throat> have you gotten back into any reading, uh, since we've been doing the podcast and things like that, or would you with any of these books? Well, uh, the, I've been reading constantly, but uh, not the Star Wars books. I, I'm on the last book of that, uh, Wheel of Time. Was that? That's not the book you bought the figure for the Ohio Toy Show, was it? No, no, that was a different uh, one. That was Forgotten Realms. Okay. But um, uh, D Doc, the Master and Apprentice is one of my favorite books. I mean, and the reason you don't know what, exactly what's going on is because there there's like layer upon layer upon layer, and if you weren't really paying attention, you're going to get confused. Mm -hmm. but there's yeah. so much stuff that all ties together it's it's a really good book um but uh yeah the i i'd listen to all of those books the uh you know i'm a big luke guy so the luke and lando one sticks out to me but uh the uh, the other one the more the first two the other one sounded really interesting too uh the other one was obi-wan anakin when anakin becomes a knight during the Clone yes. Wars, and then Obi-Wan when he was young and was early apprentice with Qui-Gon Jinn after Dooku left the order. So, so yeah, because I, I actually, because of Master and Apprentice, Dooku is a really interesting character to me now. Just, uh, you know, what, how that all went about, why he left. I've been very interested in that. Have you, you haven't done the audiobook of Dooku Jedi Lost, have you? No. So once you've done Master and Apprentice, 
you need to go check out Dooku Jedi Lost because it goes deeper into the story of why he leaves. And mm. we joked with Tony and with Brent when we first started this podcast that we, you know, Dooku, I was like, I don't get the guy. I don't understand what's the deal. And I've taken in both those books in the time frame of having the podcast. And now I'm like, I get it. There was a lot of stuff, but it goes back to Joey's comment of, that'd have been nice in Attack of the Clones to know some of this, right? So I could have known why it was important and everything else. So, but here we are almost 20 years later from Attack of the Clones, and we're getting books that are really supplementing the story of, of uh, Count Dooku. So, and George you know. just screwed everybody in Star Wars because, because, <laughs> of Empire, because of Empire Strikes Back. Now everybody just likes hmm. to work backwards. You know, everybody strikes back. Your father, well, how the hell did we get here? That's awesome. Now we got to go all the way back around and create that. It's like, guys, let's just let, 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 let's walk one foot in front of the other and, and lay it out for, I don't know. I'm just, that's okay. I, I, I was thinking with this book list, it's like, why not just make a Kylo Ren book? Just call it Kylo Ren and just give me a big background story on his childhood, him living with Han and Leia, maybe what happened with them that tore them apart. Give that to us now so maybe we can add on to the sequel trilogy because, like, you, Kylo Ren, I think he's freaking awesome, but I feel like there's not as much background into him as mm -hmm. I would like. And I feel like a book would just be perfect for that where you could nail out so many small details of that stuff. Go ahead, Matt. I would, I would love to see some of that in, in if there's a, a Luke Skywalker live action series. Some of the you know what happened between Kylo and him in the training. Uh, I would, I would love to see that. Yeah, same. And it, the more Kylo Ren and Ben Solo, the better for me. I mean, that's that's. Mm -hmm. that's Maybe they're just holding off on that. Maybe they have, maybe they have a plan, a future plan where they're going to do that. No. Yeah, I don't know because Alfie brings it up all the time. <clears throat> if you look at what toys they bring out, they bring out a re original trilogy and prequel trilogy era toys, right? Like the big release is Mandalorian original trilogy, prequel trilogy, Rebels, Clone Wars. We're not seeing huge releases of action figures of the sequel trilogy, right? I mean, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of weird. They're not. If Disney wanted to go this direction, to go back down that this rabbit hole of making Batu based off of that time frame, sell the hell out of it, push it, you know, jam it down our throats, and everybody's asking for a, a Ben Solo action figure or Ben Solo collectibles. Please. before and after he was Kylo Ren and nothing. Right. And so you guys are right now. I did read the, the, the rise of Kylo Ren comic series. I think I gave it to you, Joe, or we bought it and shared it or yep. something like I that. Got him too. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they were very entertaining, good stories in a comic book. It was like a four or five part series, but I mean, it was four or five parts. It wasn't a novel. It wasn't an animated series. It wasn't a live action. So you can't really fit too much in there. So you're, you're right. I think that would make a great novel or a great animated series or a great live action series. Um, you know what? You want to go take, uh, what's his name, uh, who everybody liked, who played uh, the Winter Soldier. You want to go take him, make him Luke, and you want to go take uh, Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things and make him a 11-year-old, you know, Ben Solo? Go do it. Make it. People will watch it. They'll, they'll eat it up. That'd That's my problem with it. I, I, again, I'm like on a fine line because I want the more Ben Solo, the more Kylo Ren stories and, and content that I can get. But I just know <laughs> that the reason that I want that is because of my affection for Adam Driver. And I know that Adam Driver is not going to come back and be a part of that. So, you know, it, it would be a very odd thing to see somebody else, uh, you know, playing that role because so much of the reason that I care about it is because of my fandom for Adam Driver. So it's a, it's a fine line. Still it would is. watch it. That last duel movie looks awesome. I'm seeing that. Uh, me too. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Friday night plans. Yes.
I can tell you the next the next movie uh, that, that Mass and I have already planned out with our with our great follower and listener Tom Line. We're gonna go check out Dune. I I, I I've, I've been wanting to see that sci-fi How related. It looked like Tatooine. Yeah. Have you seen the previews? Yeah, there's a lot of people who will say between Foundation and Dune that George Lucas said, "Let's put Flash Gordon in Dune, basically with <laughs> Luke Skywalker." You know, I mean, it, so yeah, it, it there is that talk, but I, I mean, yeah, I looked, I was like, I kind of want to see it. I mean, it looks like you're on Jakku or Tatooine, and there you go. So, but I hear you have to see it on the big screen. I mean, come on, if they're going to put that much effort into it and make it make it that way it's got to and i'm hearing mass i was reading about it today this first movie is just part one they're gonna have a second part of it uh to to finish the story so there's there's like 10 books to the series i there might be more than that there's because uh i have dune and it starts out and he's like 14 years old and it it lasts like his the series lasts his lifetime so uh, I like the old Dune, but I this one looks a whole lot better than, than the old one. Good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I don't really have a ton of other stuff to cover. Is there any Star Wars topic or anything you want to hit on that, that's on any of your guys' mind besides Dave's great artwork or him making a podium for Joey and sending it to him <laughs> so he can put his own signs in front of it no matter what he's doing? <laughs> Uh, so I did have a brush with Star Wars over the weekend, a very faint brush. I was at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, was attending the Roble 400, and who else uh, was waving the green flag other than Daniel Craig, James Bond? Uh, if you remember, I'm sure you guys, I know you guys do, Daniel Craig had a cameo in Force Awakens mm-hmm. as a Star who uh, comes in and releases Ray when she has him under, you know, force control, which she doesn't realize at the time. But, you know, and you'll drop your weapon and I'll drop my weapon. That's Daniel Craig, Stormtrooper, uh, the guy under there. So I uh, did have a brief brush. I thought I was going to get a selfie with him. I kind of did, but I didn't ask him for it. Uh, <laughs> but I was right there by him. And so I got to see Daniel Craig, Star Wars cameo, James Bond, uh in the flesh and uh so that was very cool uh, uh just uh, a whole different level of fame than uh i've ever been around i mean <laughs> the the guy had uh just a whole team of handlers and security and uh everybody there said he was a very sweet guy very nice guy and i'm, I'm sure he was he looked like it but uh when you're one of like what six people to ever played james bond or seven or whatever like that's right. a whole different fame i mean it was crazy so uh yeah that was my brush with star wars over the weekend very cool very cool the dude was wearing a brown suit with brown shoes like you know it's probably 85 degrees in charlotte on a october late early fall day the dude was in a full like brown damn near a tuxedo i was like only james bond <laughs> to a nascar race nonetheless uh, and he, he didn't have a drop of sweat on him. It was unbelievable. I'm sweating just thinking about it. Yeah. What's that, mask? I said famous people don't sweat. I, it, <laughs> it's unreal. But you, it wasn't Hemsworth that you met or didn't meet, but you were like within yeah, well, No, feet. that's what I was about to say. Hemsworth, uh, is, is he was waving the green flag at the, uh, at the Indy 500 three years ago. And it was maybe the hottest Indy 500 ever. I think it was like 96 degrees, literally, on this day. He shows up in black jeans and a white button-down long-sleeve shirt with his sleeves just like a quarter of the way rolled up. I'm like, you're a crazy person. (laughs) You know what? He looked better than every other MF there. So you're right, Mass. (laughs) That is a full-blown theory. They don't sweat. They're not human. Right. If I was that famous, uh, I would just have to have like one of the bodyguards just spray me with sunscreen every 15 minutes with my ginger. So I think it's all the Botox or something. Like they get to where their sweat glands just don't even (laughs) exist anymore. 
They're just a non-factor. <laughs> you know what? Thinking about it, we might be the palest podcast in the country right now, looking at this screen right here. So I'd put money on that. Well, I don't think yeah. any of us do really well with the sun. So um no. massive you know it's bad when I'm the tannest person on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> No offense to you guys. But. You know what, Joey? You know what you do need to do? I just thought about it. You you need to do your um, Adam, Dri Adam Driver impression to do a bumper for us coming in or out of uh, Rule the Galaxy. And because uh, I really, really like it. Sounds good. <laughs> Dave or Mass, finish up after Joey said us with his brief moment of uh, Star Wars fame. Go ahead, D-Doc. Um I was very pumped to get those two vintage collection figures this weekend. I got, um, I got the emperor, uh, I got Palpatine and I got IG 11 and they're the first, uh, they're the first new three and three quarter figures that I've gotten. And it was funny cause we go to target kids had soccer practice. My wife, the kids wanted to pick out their Halloween costumes. I was like, I'll meet you there in one second. I go there, see Palpatine, grab that and IG 11 right away. And then she comes rolling back with the cart and here's my little guy with the Darth Vader costume. So I'm just like, oh. <laughs> all right, let's go. <laughs> That's a good day. So it brings it back. It brings it back all full circle to the fact that the original trilogy is still king because my four-year-old is being Darth Vader for Halloween. <laughs> so Yes. That yeah. is good. That is good stuff. Matt, yes. your kid won't be dressing up for Halloween this year, will he? I don't know. Uh, it's only only maybe to go to a Halloween party or vandalize someone, but uh, <laughs> he, he's not going out for any candy. I know that. Uh, you know, you get to high school, it changes. So, yeah. um, well, guys, I found I, his Vader saber. There we go, right. Vader saber. <laughs> hey, um, I like I said, this is uh, it was a show. We didn't have a bunch of big topics. I just wanted to hit hit some of those you know lighthearted moments there and and quick discussion points. Uh, Joey, I'm glad you could be with us. Anybody, yeah. any, anything before, before we shut, shut things down here this week, nothing, mass, you're good. D doc's good. Joey, anything you want to hit on? I'm all good, man. Thanks for the invite. Always fun to talk star Wars. No worries. Well, we probably lost all chances to get sponsored by galaxy's edge with our discussions tonight. So, um, I don't think we'll be seeing any free passes from them anytime soon. That's all right. Until they figure it out and give us a full <laughs> world with indoor and the canteen. <laughs> I don't want it anyways. <laughs> well, hey, um, this was chapter 104. 104 of Rule the Galaxy. Thanks so much for everybody listening. We'll have it up on YouTube and and uh, and on your podcast, you know, uh, platform of choice by the end of the week. And um, thanks for being with us. Always follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter, Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com. And just rule the galaxy on Facebook and YouTube. Go check those out to see these pale gentlemen talk about Star Wars. Uh, and until next week, oh, real quick, shout out for next week. Next week, um, Steve Glosson of Geek Out Loud and Lucas Butler, or also known as Lethargic Chewy, who runs Chewy's Cantina on Facebook. So if you need to buy Star Wars toys, go check out Chewy's Cantina on Facebook. Those two will be guests on the show. They're a lot of fun, and, and they'll tell everybody how to go spend more money with them and, uh, and, and buy more Star Wars content on their Facebook page. But that'll be next week. So until then, thanks, everybody, for being here. Thanks, for Joey, for being our special guest. And uh, may the Force be with you.